During the Cold War, the Soviet Union carried out a cartographic project of unprecedented scale and ambition. Today on the podcast, we talk to John Davies, a lifelong map collector and enthusiast who encountered Soviet mapping whilst working in Latvia in the early 2000s. Together with Alex Kant, John co-authored The Red Atlas, How the Soviet Union Secretly Mapped the World. The Red Atlas is the culmination of more, ten, more than ten, nearly fifteen years of a, a passion of mine uh, that of course at the beginning of which you had no idea you were writing a book uh, but eventually the material came together and a, a publisher came, came and the book materialised. And what, it, what it's all about, it's all about a discovery that throughout the Cold War, the Soviet Union had made the most amazing detailed maps of just about everywhere in the world. And not simply maps to support an invasion. These are maps at a large scale of British cities, American cities, European, African, Asian cities. Large scale maps with all the, all the infrastructure there, everything about the town. Where's the bus station? Where's the police station? Things, Things that you would think nobody, no military organisation would ever need to know. I'd, I've always been um, an IT consultant or a management consultant. I've always done consultancy type work. And I was asked to do an assignment in Latvia. And I have to say at that time, I didn't really know where Latvia was. <laughs> uh, and it was winter. And off I went with my big heavy fur coat to Latvia. And discovered not only charming, friendly people, but also... I found a bookshop in the city of Riga. I went in the bookshop. This, this assignment went on for a period of time, for two or three years. And over that time, I got very, very friendly with the people in the bookshop in Riga. And they were showing me maps of London and, and maps of British cities. I was absolutely... And there was my house on this map. And this map was dated 1985. And I moved to my house in 1970-something. So here's, here's this house with me living in it on this Russian map. Of course, it's all in Cyrillic. It's all in amazingly large scale with an amazing amount of detail. So over a period of time, I was visiting the shop, chatting with the people, getting to know them better, getting to understand the story of Latvia and how that fitted into the Soviet Union and then how the Soviet Union collapsed and Latvia was still, you know, became independent once again. And all this absolutely fascinated me. So I then more and more started collecting these maps with a view to really trying to understand how they came about. I mean, if you say to somebody, well, the Russians made maps of Britain, you might say, well, that's easy. You just go to Stanford's map shop. Mm-hmm. You, buy some, mm-hmm. you buy some maps and you copy them. What's the problem? Well, when you look on the maps, that's not what happened. Um, what you see is a lot of information that isn't on British maps. What you see is information more up-to-date than the latest British map at that time. So you look at the date the map was printed, you look at the latest modern survey map, let's say, of that date, and here's a new, a new road or a new housing development on the Russian map. So it was clear that they weren't, <laughs> they weren't copied from British maps. So maps have a lot, you know, have a fascination of their own for me, and, and, and they tell a story. And you can look at a map of somewhere and you can picture that landscape, you can picture the type of housing that there might be there and so on. So when I discovered these Russian maps in Latvia, then that was the start of a quest for me. 
And as I slowly built up my collection and I slowly, because by now perhaps the internet's becoming available and I started doing research on the internet and I started publishing things on the internet. So slowly, slowly, slowly I acquired um, a body of people who had similar interests and I acquired um, information from people who knew a little bit about mm -hmm. these things. But specifically, I encountered my fellow author, who's a man much, much younger than me. Um, he's a, he is an academic, Alex Kent. He's um, a, a, cart a cartographer and an academic mm -hmm. in Canterbury. So bit by bit and gradually, we were building up a kind of um, body of knowledge. And what we realised was nothing has ever been published about these. Nobody has a collection. Nobody said anything about them. As long ago as 2011, we were becoming known in the cartographic world for our collection and our researches. And there was a, an international cartographic conference held in the Lenin Library in Moscow. And we were invited to speak at it. Um, and we thought, well, this is a fantastic opportunity because at that, it was, an, it was done in English language, but you know, interpreters were present and so on. So we knew that there would be people, because this is a, an international conference and every two years it's held and it's peripatetic, it moves around the world. So it just so happened that in 2011, it was in Moscow. And that was the, uh, by then we'd done our researches, by then we were known and we were invited to speak in it. So this was a golden opportunity. Uh, we didn't take any paper maps with us because we knew that if we were stopped, they were likely to be confiscated, so we didn't. Exactly. However, we did have, and we actually we didn't even take computers, but we took memory sticks with the maps on. And we did give a talk in the Lenin Library, uh, and one of the things we said was, and the way we phrased it was say, look, actually we know very little. Although we're here speaking as if we know about this, actually we know hardly anything. And the only things we know are by looking at the map and doing detective work, deciphering what we found on the map and saying, how could that have happened? How could that have come about? So that's the way we told our story. So we, just, we scratched at the surface. We found a little bit of information. We'd like to tell you what we found. And I'm sure there are people here who know an awful lot more. And that's how we left it. And then it was time for questions. And one gentleman stood up and he said, where did you get these maps? <laughs> and we said, well, they are actually in the public domain in the West. And that was left at that. And, wow. we, and so we never, so we were actually quite disappointed because the, the exciting thing for us of going there to speak about them was that perhaps not in the public event, but in the tea afterwards, somebody would have said, look, actually, we worked on that project, or actually, yes, it's well known in Russia. You know. That was your hope. That was the hope. And, 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 and the fact that it didn't happen, and the fact that it was a, a congregation of cartographers with a specialised interest, said to us very strongly that you don't talk about this project. This is a secret project. And it also implied to us very strongly that that, map make, that world mapping project is actually probably still going strong probably wow but we don't know that
if you think about what was happening perhaps economically and politically in Russia during the Cold War, and perhaps shortages of food, maybe falsifications of the tractor production, you know, all kinds of things we know went wrong. This map project says to us an awful lot of things must have gone very well indeed. What could have gotten you, at whatever age, it got you this interest in cartography? It must be coming from somewhere. Do you have any memory of how, how the seed was planted? My memory doesn't go back far enough. But I have a photograph. There is a photograph in the family album of me, age three, with a big blackboard, drawing a map of the railway line to Manchester. I have it on my phone now because it's a beautiful photograph of a chubby little to toddler with a huge blackboard and a railway line and an engine, and an old-fashioned steam engine, because this is 1946 we're talking about, an old-fashioned steam engine, and there it says Manchester. So clearly, although I don't remember drawing that, clearly by the age of three or four, probably I was, um, I would already <laughs> drawing maps. and But it, it didn't come from the family, my, my parents... My parents were all outdoor people, so my dad liked to hike on the moors and the mountains, and of course carried maps, but for very practical reasons. A map is a very practical thing, so you don't get lost. You, know, you, can, you, can, you can safely navigate your way up and down mountains. So I've always been aware of maps, but why I have that fascination? Who can say? Can train spotters tell you why they watch? You know, who can say where these passions come from? Of I course. have no idea. And but it's been always with me, and I've I have always get collected. I know I was spending my pocket money as a child collecting maps, which I still have. So that's all I can say about it. And it, it's as if it was leading. I must have known seventy years ago this would lead me <laughs> to this. You know, to maps that nobody else knew about, because obviously most maps. Yeah, obviously people know about maps and people use maps. And people In that case, let me ask you the question a different way. Um, maps create a sense of certainty and assurance and reassurance. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the, the, the prospect of being lost somewhere, being without a map? I can't bear it. I can't bear it. I, I have to have a spatial recognition of where I am. I, I almost panic if I, if I can't locate myself and so I never go anywhere without having a map I never I'll never venture even in London well it's now on your phone anyway so it's a bit of a cop out <laughs> it's a bit too easy uh, but I have a very strong I have a very strong spatial sense so I don't get lost because once I kind of orient myself to my surroundings I know where to go Thank you for listening to the Pushkin House podcast. I'm John Davis and I'm co-author with Alex Kent of The Red Atlas, which is a story of how the Soviet Union secretly mapped the world. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast and others on the Pushkin House website.